What's up, Lunchtime? I'm your host, Chris Walton, my co-host, Trevor Nordstrom. Trevor, how we doing? Good. How are we, Chris? Trevor, it's great to be back. It is good to be back. You know, we took a little break, but that's um, okay. We did. All right, anyways, although this will be um, on a regular regular Spotify page, um, this will be specifically for our film class for Doc Berry. The Doc Berry. Doc Berry, welcome, and welcome to Lunchtime Podcast. Hey, Doc. Um, but for this film class and this specific podcast, I want to go over something that me and Trevor are both very, very fond of. Hold on, Chris. Let me, let me interrupt you. This is something that Chris and I, we talk about, we debate, we, we have a passion for these kinds of movies. And we thought you know, it's best is, to talk about it. That's right. Um. All right, this podcast will be covering why the movie world is so attracted to these mafia films and the meaning behind these films. And then... uh, What makes them so great? (laughs) Right. I mean, they're awesome. Um, Anyways, and then at the end, we go in over our... used to be our cleaning bell argument, um, and which will be our our overall, our favorite mob movie film. So... Trevor, you want to start us off? Go ahead. All right, let's get right into it. Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a. I'm gonna. This is just. It's just a great movie. I love it. I love everything about it. I get actually excited every time I rewatch it. And what do you feel about Goodfellas, Chris? Trevor, um, no, I I can't disagree. Um, I but... think all I. I no, I no, I'm 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 agreeing with you. Oh, there's no I, I think all oh my goodness. Place, I think they all fit their role perfectly. Um, I the don't cast- know if I could really sorry really replace anyone that was in the casting. No, the casting is perfect. Yeah, it's on spot. Perfect. Um, I liked how they used uh, Ray Liotta. Um, you know, someone who's not like um, you know, he he was Rob- he wasn't a big name back in the day. He he wasn't like Robert De Niro no. and those guys, where they're like, okay, they're gonna be in the mob movie. Um, of course, now he's super famous. I mean, especially for Goodfellas, but um, I love how they used him in that film. No, I completely yeah. agree with you, Chris. And you know, Joe Pesci as Tommy DeVito, mm-hmm. perfect role. He won an Oscar for it. I mean, the the short man complex, the the anger, like it really brings out the the mob um, you know the um what's the word eccentricity it, of the mob essence of it you you, you got it. you're right in the money yeah. Trevor. um and in real life Tom, tommy was short he was um compared to um the other uh <laughs> other characters but um Hell, even probably film, um i personally like mafia movies that are based uh, real life, you know, this actually happened. Real events, um, which I think is pretty cool. And we'll, we'll cover more about yes. um, other movies like that. Um, let's first go into characters. Okay. And I, you know, what makes you know people like like Henry so much, and how do we get attached to him throughout the movie, and how do we just kind of, you know, go into his world through his perspective? Trevor, you want? Well, Henry's the main character, so we all 
like the main character. So that's that's one thing. Everybody likes the main character in any story, whether it's Rapunzel or anything. Like everybody likes the main character. Henry's the main character. It's his life. He's the narrator. I mean, he also gives off a, you know, a more of a positive vibe in the mob. You know, I mean, it's the mob. You know, there's some guys who take it real serious, like Paulie, but Henry, he kind of makes it more electric. You know, like he, yeah. everybody knows him. Everybody's giving him smiles. He smiles back. Like he's, he's a good fella. Yeah. So. I think we first get attached to Henry um, in the first part of the movie when you actually feel bad for him. He lives in this really poor apartment in New I, I York. I wouldn't say that, Chris. I have to disagree he's, with you on he's, that he's, he's, getting, he's getting beat up by his dad. Well, that's because he didn't and, go to school. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> He asked for it. He, he, he has, you know... He, he, that, that wasn't his way. He, he, he didn't want to have that typical life of a working man. And, you know, he, he just, he idolized the cap stand, you know, all the guys, the cap stand, he idolized them and he knew that's what he wanted to do. He got super attracted to it. And I think we all like had a part of ourselves. We're like, hey, you know, that, that, that sounds kind of cool. I kind of want to do that, you know? So I, I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. How we really get to like him. Yeah, no, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I also want to go before we go into anything, any other movies. I want to go into you know how realistic is to real time events that actually happened uh, in this movie. What do you mean by that, Chris? Um, so there's different scenes throughout the movie where, um, you know, if it's from the biggest you know bank robbery of like almost of all time to stupid stuff like you know. What's his face with the fake with the wigs, you know? Oh, uh, Maury's wigs. Maury's wigs. <laughs> like, you know, they actually had people that he actually sold wigs in real life, and I did some research on it. It's 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 kind of crazy how he got involved with these, you know, with these gangsters and these terrible people. Well, I think that, you know, that's what just makes this movie great. That it's everything is so realistic. You might not – nobody knows this, but Henry Hill, he was in the Vietnam War. I mean – That's right. Henry went into the military in real life, and he came back and joined the mob. So, I mean, I, I think it would have been cool if they said that in the movie, but it's still a perfect movie anyways. But, no, I mean, it, it's realistic how Jimmy started strangling Boris saying, keep me the money, keep me the freaking money. And he, he's complaining. Yeah. I mean, and then Henry just laughing in the background. That's how it was. I mean, that's what makes me like Henry because he's just – he thinks everything's a joke. Um, yeah, we we're just truly attracted to this life and like, you know, not taking shit from anyone. Like, it's just not how it, it really is today. But we're all like, man, I wish I could go back, put a suit on, not take shit from anyone. And it, it would just be, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I put down music. Um, I mean, there's not really much to talk about, it except it's absolutely okay. exquisite throughout Whole, the movie. Yeah. That that music, that soundtrack is impeccable. Yeah, and it, it really re- represents that, you know, that change from the 60s to the 70s um, throughout, you know, if it's Cream or we go oh, down yeah. to whoever, you know, Frankie Valley throughout the movie. I mean, it's, uh, it's great, the transition and, you know, behind different scenes and the darkness of it or whatever. 
I think I, I just want to say that scene with Jimmy Conway, they played Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. That was a badass scene. Like just that, right. that, that bass riff and you just mm-hmm. the intimidate De Niro's face. It was just, oh my God, that's awesome. Um, my personally, my favorite music scene is when one of the most famous, you know, you know, takes of all time is when him or Henry and uh, what's her name? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here. What's her name? His girlfriend, his wife. Oh, Henry. Karen. Karen. Jeez. Oh, God. Karen, they're walking through the restaurant and, and it's in one take with, you know, uh, then I kissed her in the background. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, how, how iconic is this scene? That's a great, you know, that's a and, great song. Um, yeah. Anyways, great movie. I want to move on to our next mafia movie that um, truly has a little place in my heart um, that most people, you know, it's one of those mom movies where like not everyone has seen it. No, it's, this it's is a, a very not under the radar. I mean, it's up there, but like this, I feel like if you're a mob movie fan, you should have seen this movie and you should appreciate it for how it is. That's right. Go for it, Chris. And it's, uh, it's the Bronx tale. There you go. It's uh, it's a beautiful movie, man. It is beautiful. It's eye opening, and it's from realistic childhood to his adulthood, with the relationships he has with Sonny and his father, Robert De Niro. Is uh, Robert De Niro uh, also directed I, and acted in this movie? I love how he directed it, and um, again, the casting is spot on. Per- I, yes. I really. Um, I love how Robert De Niro can go both ways as a father figure and then also, you know, a complete badass of a, a gangster. Um, I really think that's a, a great job by him. Um, so, Trevor, if you want to get us started there. All right, Sonny. So, background, there's a little kid. His name is C. Cologino, and his dad is Robert De Niro, who is a bus driver for the city. And they live on a, a, their block as a bar at the end of the corner. And that's where the head of the mob or the, the family that's over there, his name is uh, Sonny. And, you know, as a little kid, see, see Sonny, sees his mannerism, sees him at the bar. He sees all the mob guys on the corner. And he's, he's going through a battle between – well, not a battle. Yeah, no, a battle between between the straight path, school, college, career, like his father. I mean his father didn't go to working, college. Working the, yeah, yes, the working man. Or go to a life of crime. I mean that—that's the whole point of the movie, and it's beautiful because it still happens to this day with all the kids in the city, like go with the gangs. I mean, the straight, the working path, or the gang path. Like it's still a problem that we have in today's world, and right. it was executed beautifully. De Niro plays this. I want you to go to school. I want you to be successful. I don't want you to do this because you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Sonny also says, "I don't want you to be in the mob." But he gives him more of a um, street smarts point of view, you know, that's stuff right. he's learned from himself. And he wants Sonny or uh, C to go away from that. So you have two compl- different father figures in this kid's life. And it's kind of like, well, hey, I need to pick one of them to be my actual father. You know, like, yes, he has a legitimate father, but who is going to be the, the guy I listen to? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's why this movie is just so beautiful. Chris, what do you what do you have to say about that topic? 
one of the most famous scenes is when Rob De Niro walks in uh, to see Sonny. He's like, he's my son. He's not your son, you know. And then Rob De Niro says, it's not what you say, it's what he sees. And and that is so true and it's so relevant today with that gang life and even other, like, small mob stuff today. It's, um, you know, it's what you see. And you have to ex- truly experience it. And once you... Uh, it's um, I don't know. It, it it it's just a great great experience about this movie. It, it, um, it truly is. Uh, especially with um, then he there's like this own little like kind of his friend group kind of mobbish. Yeah, they're that... they they want to be mobsters. You know, they're teenagers who are you grew up in the same way as C, same everything, but they didn't have the, the they, his friends didn't have the connection with Sonny that he had, but they look at Sonny, they, they idolize him and say, this is what I want to be. Screw school. I want to be in the mob. And uh, ultimately it, it bites him in the ass. I mean, it, it, yeah, we, we got to watch the movie though. I'm not going to tell you what happened. Um, then I, with this conflict with the father and, you know, Sonny, they also add on another conflict with his girlfriend, Jane, who was a black girl, you know, from the other side of town and, you know, who yeah. is completely, you know, the opposite of what their, you know, their values are as you know, Italian culture. Like, yeah. You know. But I mean, these guys were, they were racist. They, mm-hmm. but when C asked Sonny and his dad for his opinions on well, what would you think if I dated a color girl? He didn't get the answer he wanted. But mm. from De Niro, he, the father, his dad, he said, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. But he did say you shouldn't be with the other race. You should stick with no. the other race. Um, Trevor, I'm, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you here. Yeah. Actually, the opposite. Um, I thought he did. No, 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 no. De Niro, De Niro says um, that's not, you know, you shouldn't be with a color girl. Chaz, sorry, Sonny says, I support you. Here's my car. Go pick her up. <laughs> so that's how that went down. Sorry I don't think to... he knew she was colored, though, Sonny. No, he did. Oh, he did? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway. Ha- yeah. Yeah. Um, Sonny's a great actor, or whatever his name's. Uh, uh, Chaz, was it Paul Morenci or whatever? Um, yeah, he did a great job. It's great. Um, and that's probably his best movie. And, All right. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing in Bronx Tale, if you don't mind, Chris. So in the beginning of the movie, the the thing that gets C and Sonny so attached is that there was a car accident or or, there was a fight over a parking spot in front of the house, Mm -hmm. Sonny C's house, his apartment. And a guy ends up getting shot, but one guy ends up getting hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. a little of a brawl in the street. And you see them take this guy, the guy who's hurt away in the, you know, they just take him away. He's hurt. And You know, at the end of the movie, he comes back in, and it was Joe Pesci. He's a, he's a de- notoriously known for his mob movies. He's an amazing actor, and I just think that it was so cool, of De Niro, or to just put off a big role like that to the for only a two minute slot at the end of the movie. I think that is perfect because you didn't I, need that big actor. You really did. We're definitely going to come back to that and talking about why the same actors are in the same movies throughout these mob movies. Um, but yeah, I agree. I'm like, I just think that's awesome. Just a random Italian guy to come in. No, yeah. it had to be Joe. 
it had to be this way. I think that and was I just think... awesome, beautiful. Um, all right, let's go to a movie we actually watched in class. So Doc might have a little more knowledge than we do, uh, but I've watched The Irishman more than probably two times. I've watched now, The Irishman times. about six times. That's okay. That's about uh, <laughs> a week of my life gone. It's that long. <laughs> it's a super long movie. Um, some scenes I was not 100% on. No, um, I wasn't either. But overall, it's an amazing I, movie. I didn't like how old the actors were. But Chris, like that, that we, we, I, I feel like, like how we, long we, the movie was. Chris, we should talk um, about the actor part later on when we come back to it because that goes with the same category. Okay. Um, go ahead. Start us off the Irishman, Trevor. Well, you have Frank and you have Russ. These two have a very, very tight bond. But Frank also has this tight bond with Hoffa. But Frank and Russ is way more connected, more history. You know, their families are closer. But then you have Henry. Wait, wait, wait. Henry and are you saying are you Frank and Frank and Russ. Frank and Hoffa are closer? Frank and Russ are closer. Okay. Because you know he was been there since the beginning, and he helped. I might, I'm, I might disagree with that, but go ahead. Do you really? No, I want to hear that actually. Um, I actually think that Frank was closer to Jimmy Hoffa. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. I said they have a better relationship, Frank and Russ, not who's closer. No, I disagree with that even more. What? Yeah. How would you say Frank and Russ didn't have a better relationship than Hoffa? Frank, Frank. Frank is scared of Russ, and he's scared of the mafia. He was put in this position, and he didn't want to be in. He just kind of went along with yeah, it. Yeah, because he had it's to. Throughout the, movie, it's throughout the movie, you can see that he's not happy throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he, and he had to. And that's why I think that he wasn't scared of Jimmy Hoffa. He was okay talking with him about real stuff, you know, with his family and hang out. With, and the daughter was cool with Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like... Hoffa or Frank and Russ. Even though he killed him at the end, which is horrible. Yeah, that was a crappy ending for Frank. But mm-hmm. I got another point I want to talk about the Irishman, but we can talk about it after this. Okay. But um, I yeah, I still think Frank and Russ are closer. That's just me. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. But you know, I thought that I, the Irish ring is just awesome. Oh, yeah, sweet. It's a great movie. Um, what the point I wanted to bring up was. How accurate do you think the Irishman was? Now, Jimmy Hoffa, nobody knows how he died to this day. So at the ending in the Irishman, is that true? Is that really what happened? Nobody knows what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. I'm pretty sure that's fairly. I mean, hey, it could be true, but it could not be true. There could still be blemishes. I mean, how accurate is that movie? That's all I want to know. I feel like that movie has a little bit of inconsistencies, but um, that's okay. I'm, it's still a great movie, regardless. In history, um, you know, at these union meetings and um, ceremonies, um, people talk about Frank was always there. He was always there protecting him. And I believe that, you know, Jimmy uh, wouldn't go anywhere or whatever. Hoffa wouldn't go anywhere without him. No. Tell me that that he's going to go to this meeting in Detroit by himself with other mob guys without Frank there. It too, is just um, unbelievable. Not, maybe Frank, maybe Frank didn't kill him, but yeah, maybe I, I don't know if Frank, Frank killed was, him. Frank was there. He had to be. Yeah, 
I will um, say this. The ending of that movie, it's not sad to the point where you'll cry, but it's more of a, like, a dis- just disappointing. Like, it was a great ending. Just disappointing and how, like, oh, wow, that, that's really what happened. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it was disappointing, but then there was an hour extra of nothing, of just unneeded um, yeah. movie time. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that one. I really do. I didn't, I didn't need the, um, the, the jail yeah. and the retirement home that did nothing for me. Um, maybe the scene when he was talking to the cops, when they're like, everybody's dead, who are you saving? Maybe they should just end it with that instead of this long, I even know what to call it at the end um but yeah no i i agree with you chris i really do um okay so we talked about the relationship with frank and russ yeah i want to go back to goodfellas and how that frank and russ relationship is so similar to the henry and paulie relationship they had in goodfellas um because i personally think you know i think frank and russ are better friends than henry and paulie were um, um, yes, was I will say Paul- that. No, I will say that just because of the fact that, um, well, Henry ratted him out. I mean, mm-hmm. like, seriously. Yeah. Like, you don't do that in the mob. I know. You don't do that. Strictly. you. That's like the rule. You never rat. What was it Jimmy Conway said? They said nothing. They got nothing. You learned the first thing about being the mob. You never rat out on your friends. Mm-hmm. Well, then, well, he did. Let's just say this: that Henry's not in jail, and Paul is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I, that relationship is so similar. Since you know Henry, yes, he had to report to Paulie, just like how Frank had to report to Russ yes. about everything, no lies or anything. And I love how um, how disciplined Russ and Paulie were to Frank and Henry. Um, they were, they were both very, um, they weren't like disciples. They didn't worship them, but they were very like, they looked up to them. They did. And if you, and if you did good for them, they did reward you. It wasn't like, you know, a one way street. They, they, they gave back, which I thought was, was what was really it? Henry said something at the end of Goodfellas. He said, or was it the beginning? We weren't bad guys. We just helped people who needed help. He said something like that, didn't he? Yeah, something like You know like what that. I'm saying, right? Like at the cookout, when Paulie's eating that yeah. sauce, the sausage sandwich, he said some, a really quote, cool, and it's going to drive me crazy because it's a perfect line. It really is. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're right. And um, yeah, the relationship. And I also love how, like, um, you know, Henry had, um, what's his, what it had, Jimmy, and then Frank. Oh, well, they were both Jimmy. Frank, Frank had Jimmy, and Henry had Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um, That's funny. Um, but both those characters are kind of the same. Yes. Um, to me at least. No, I agree. Because I, like, I felt like Jimmy was could be you know all over the place, and same with Jimmy Hoffa could be all over the place. Yes. Wait, what do you mean Jimmy all over the place? I think Jimmy's a very well Jimmy from. Jimmy from uh, yes, Goodfellas. Yes, I, I I thought he was not as you know in line as Paulie was. I felt like he was more like, I mean, he wasn't as crazy as Tommy was in, in um, Goodfellas. Oh, no, but he, 
insane. He was in. He was. He was in line just like Tommy. He was just as nuts as him. Yes, and I Thoughts. agree with you because um, Joey Bats at the bar in Goodfellas, he didn't do anything mm-hmm. to Hoffa, but yeah. Tommy starts beating the crap out of him. Jimmy just starts beating the crap out of him, like right. for no reason. They're, they're both- what did he do to you? Yeah, and he's. There are certain scenes where, um, you know, Jimmy from Goodfellas doesn't have to do anything. He just decides to beat up people. And I did. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on that. That's actually a very good point. I never really observed that one. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Let's just, you know, let's summarize this whole thing. Yeah. Why were maybe let's just go to Goodfellas and Irishman. Why were they both so successful? Okay. Both the Irishman and Goodfellas. Goodfellas and what the Irishman were both successful for two things. For me, at least, this is just my opinion. Yes, go ahead. The authenticity of the mob life, the music, the outfits, the food, mm-hmm. everything, the mannerisms, the way they talk, the Carbone and the Goodfellas, how he spoke Italian sometimes. Like, that is just exactly what happened. Like, yeah. My grandpa was in the mob. I mean, we talked all the time about it. He would say Goodfellas was a shot for shot remake of how my weekends were like seriously at the Copa. He said, that's how it was. And when I ever took your grandma out, everybody said, hi, we knew everybody we tipped. Like it was just, he said it was, he said it almost brought a tear to his eye. Cause it reminded him of the old days. I think that is a huge reason of why these mob movies are so su- successful because they're, mm-hmm. it's the truth. It's what happened. And they stuck with it. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm going to say something about um, the Irishman. Oh, actually, yeah, good. Um, I would say Goodfellas. They were hundred percent living so much better than the mobsters in the Irishman. Yes, that was Irishman was way more depressing than Goodfellas, and it wasn't even close. You you know you saw the Goodfellas at the clothes, the houses, the jewelry. Yeah, how much money you saw Henry had in his pocket all the time. Yes, Irishman. You saw Frank living in this you know kind of crappy house in New York. I wouldn't say you it was know, crappy. It was, and um. And just like not, you know, I don't know. He didn't look most of the time. He was not enjoying. Um, well, the mob. You know. Well, the Irishman is just more of a dark movie than Goodfellas. You know, it's just how it was. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. It's just a darker movie. But um, my second thing for why these mob movies are so successful. Yeah. The actors. Mm-hmm. You have you put Ryan Gosling or what's that like Justin Timberlake in one of these movies. <clears throat> It's awful. It, it, seriously, it's not the same. For me, you need an Italian actor who grew up in an Italian neighborhood who knew mobsters. They all did. They all knew mobsters. I mean, they all, they all were from New York. They all know what they're doing. You need that, again, authenticity. These actors need to be experienced. They need to be you know, pros. They need to know what they're doing. And... It's unfortunate. You're, look, you're looking for iconic. Iconic is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Iconic actors. But it's just unfortunate, Chris, because they're all in their 80s and 70s now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of blows. Yeah. But um, I think they all had one individual movie that was great. And they all just put them together for um, Goodfellas. Like, okay, once they saw Taxi Driver, they're like, wow. <laughs> De Niro can act. And you know, Taxi Driver got a bad rep. I, I like in our film class, everybody hated it. It wasn't supposed to be a a funny movie or a happy ending. It's a dark, dark movie. 
It's just how it is. And it, De Niro, I agree. De, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about Taxi Driver. Now, I know. Right? I just want to see real quick. I'm just saying. Right, no, right. I agree. It, it did get a bad rap. Um, I personally liked the movie. I liked it. I, um, but, yeah. Um, to uh, finish our, our, our la- my last statement, here's like, you know, when we watch this movie, we're like, we all want to be there. We all want to be part of the mafia. Um, yes. That one little Italian side of me. I know there's more Italian than Trevor. Yeah. Sure. It's just like, man. Uh, Every time I watch Goodfellas, it makes me want to join the mob. I'm serious. Yeah. But I don't want to die or go to jail, so we're not going to do that. Um, but one thing I want to say, I'd be like, oh, this would be so cool. These are horrible, horrible people that are in these movies. Yeah, um, they, and, they kill people. We don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, and how they treat women and people and children is horrible. I don't agree with I, all of their ways. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, but still love the movies, though. But the attraction, I think the main, the main thing I want to get out of this is, is that we all think it's super cool, and we all want to be, you know, not take shit from anyone like how it is today. And I just think that's the main reason why all these movies are so successful. It's a good one, Chris. It's a real good one. Yeah. Um. All right. Closing bell argument, Trevor. Um, what is your favorite mob movie? It does not have to be out of these three. No, it could be uh, Irish mob. I'll give you. How about I? How about I give you two? How about I give you two? How about because I I know they good. What about top three? Sure, go ahead. All right. Number one, I'm going with Goodfellas. I I just love yeah. that movie. I love everything about it. Number two, Godfather Part Two. Wow. It's not. It's it's a it's a different mob style than what we've been talking about. It just is, but it is a mob movie, and I love it to death. And number three, Bronx Tale, definitely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bronx Tale. Uh, full disclaimer: I haven't seen Casino, and Chris has been killing me about it. My bad. If I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it. Just give me some time. That's. That's uh, I know. Disappointing. I know. I know. All right, Chris, your top three mob movies. Go. All right, number one, Guys with Goodfellas. Amen. <laughs> um, it's just truly amazing. It, it is. I mean, um, I know it's not considered the best of all time by critics and just overall, you know, structure and all that stuff. But, but... I love the action. Love the comedy. Just my type of movie. It is. No politics involved. Yes. Okay. Um, second, this is no. Actually, I, I wouldn't say politics. I like Godfather Part One better than Part Two. Uh, um, I I I don't know. You know, don't get me wrong. Godfather Part Two is amazing. They're both beautiful movies. They're both amazing. I love them both, but I just put two. I feel like it's just more. Mobby in, in two. It, to me, I just think Marlon Brando yeah. is he's unbeatable for the iconic face and body and his mannerisms. Exactly. I get that. I I truly do. Um so that's my number two. All right. Oh, and man, three. Be tough.
Don't do it. All right, I'm going with, I'm going with Casino. All right. You know what? I haven't seen it. Can't say anything about it, but I respect it. Uh, love the first 30 minutes of the movie. Well, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I, I'm not going to. Right, but, you. Uh, you know, a dark movie, I would say. It's kind of like um, they're definitely living better than they did in The Irishman. But um, okay. there's comedy in there that I, I, I truly enjoy. Um, for, I don't want to say who, but um, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, for real. But, um, you know, him owning these different casinos and um, how it gets in government and different stuff. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really cool how it all comes together. No, I agree with so, you. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen it. All right, Trevor, that about wraps up uh, this pod. Man, a little lengthy, but it's okay. Doc, give us an A. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I think, I, what, Trevor, are we going on, what is this, our 10th podcast, maybe? 11? Honestly, we took such a long break that I couldn't even tell you. Probably around there. Well, Chris, I have um, a question for you. Will, so, we, will we be doing more Doc, podcasts? Just, huh? Will we be doing more podcasts? Mm. Maybe I don't know. TB TBT. Yeah, probably. Doc, go. you can probably tell by our, our mannerisms. This isn't our first time. No, uh, we we used to do this, but yeah. then Chris wanted to stop doing it. Doc, uh, you can tell by how we talk. We've done this before. We're pros, but um, but yeah, um, it was it was, it was a great time, Trevor. Good to be back. Yeah, it is good um, to be back, and uh, I think there might be more in the future. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. All right. All right, you hang in there, man. All right, I'll see you. Chris. Thank you.